turn to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. Brother Mark Griebel asked if I would get us out at uh, a quarter till 8. And uh, probably not. Probably not. I, it, it'll be close. It'll be close. But uh, it, I, I should have offered for him to preach and let us out at a quarter till 8. But um, I, I, am, I am looking forward to the message tonight. And... Um, we, let's go ahead and just read uh, Proverbs chapter 1. We're going to begin reading in, in verse 8. Proverbs chapter 1 in verse 8. It says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of, the, of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. Now, obviously, I, I am not a parent, um, I, so I, I can't really speak from that experience. I can only speak from my experience with my parents and with my adopted children here on the, the first few rows here. Uh, I'm, I'm just a dog dad. And so if you, you want advice on that, on dog training, I can, I can give you some advice. Um, but God has a lot of advice in his word about a, a parent-child relationship. And I really believe this passage can be a, a, a big help to, to us uh, as we look at that, that dynamic. So uh, I'll pray, and then we'll, we'll get right into this text. God, again, we're, we just want to thank you for the, the time you give us tonight, the time you give us together, and it, we do just pray that you would help us as we look into your word, that you would help us to get everything that we can from it, and, and that you would speak to our hearts and, and help us to apply it and, and be doers, not just hearers tonight, uh, but to make some application to our lives. And so I pray that you'll uh, bless the reading of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you can be seated. Proverbs talks a lot about the relationship between a child and, and their parent. This, this book was written by a parent, by Solomon, to his son, who was most likely in his teenage years. And he's, he's in a very, sim, very similar stage as this group right here. And um, being a teenager, trying to learn what, what it takes to get through life, trying to gain as much wisdom as he can to make the right choices as he goes into his, goes into his adult life. So if you're going to be wise, if you're going to make the right choices, then really what Proverbs teaches us a lot of is that the relationship between a parent and, and a child is of the utmost importance. But before we get into this text, then I, I want to just give us a couple reminders uh, out of, out of a, a couple different texts um, of, of what, um, uh, just some reminders for this relationship. Sorry, I am, I'm tripping over my words here. I was finishing this, this message as Miss Brielle was driving us back uh, the last three hours. And so if I say, watch out, or please slow down, or hey, there's a police over there. Uh, that was meant for her, not, not for you tonight. So um, anyways, okay, so the, the, the first reminder that, that I'd like to remind you of is that, that God gives children specifically to their parents. Psalm 127.3 says, Lo, children are in heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. So parents, this, this means that that you have the children that you have for a reason. Even though it, it may not seem like it all the time, they are a gift. They are, they are a gift to you and a gift that, that, that God has entrusted you with. And, and it's a lot like what Pastor preached on uh, a couple weeks ago and, and the, uh, the Lord giving you talents. And, and that's a, a little bit like what God has given you in your children. And, and it's a talent that he has entrusted you with. Teens, kids... Uh, a lot of times it's easy to take your parents for granted and to look at other kids' parents, look at other teens' parents, and, and wish you had them. 
and to compare them. But God didn't give you to someone else. He gave you the parents that you have for a very, very specific reason. Anyone else, and it would be out of God's will for your life. So, so maybe it's time for, for the kids in here to, to stop comparing parents to, to some unachievable standard. And just be thankful that, that God gave them to you. And, and you have them for a reason, and they are a gift from the Lord as well. So, so God gives children specifically to parents. And then, and then the second reminder is this, that, that God's design uh, for a child's moral education is to come from their parents. Okay? Eastside Baptist Church is a great place to learn for, for everybody, to learn about the Lord, to grow closer to him. Pastor does his best to, to help the spiritual growth of all the kids here and teens here at Eastside. My wife and I love, love your teens very, very much and, and treat them like our own. Um, and we will do our best to invest in them spiritually. But God didn't give your kids to Eastside. He, he didn't give them to the Jets, didn't give, it, give them to Brielle and I. He gave them to, to you as parents to, to raise them for him. Deuteronomy 6 says, In these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Ephesians 6. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So parents, you, you have the spirit, a, a spiritual responsibility. You have responsibility to your kids to raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. To raise them to, to fear the Lord. That's, that's the, the parents' responsibility. But, but kids and, and teens, if you have parents who are concerned about your spiritual life, then you should be thankful. Don't, don't despise them when, when they want you to be at church, when, when they, they, they try to keep you accountable to your Bible reading, your Bible reading journal, your patch devotions, when they try to keep you from doing certain things that, that wouldn't honor the Lord. Be, be thankful because they are obeying the Lord and they're, they're obeying what God has commanded them to do and they're doing it because they love you. They're, they're trying to keep you from making a lot of bad decisions. So, if God has commanded your parents to teach you, then, then you are to listen as, as kids. And that's where we pick up in, in verse 8. So again, it says in, in verse 8, My son, hear the instruction of thy father. Hey, remember, God, God commanded parents to, to teach you as a child, as a teenager, and, and to teach you, to raise you, to honor him with your life. When, when a child is not doing what, what they're supposed to be doing, not doing something that, that honors the Lord, uh, when you disobey as a child, then sometimes that involves correction. It involves reproof. Um, and that's, that's not always easy. That's not always easy. It wasn't easy for me. It's not easy for you. Um, but we have a really hard time in our culture with this. Uh, children and adults alike will say, okay, you, you just need to accept me for, for where I'm at. You need to accept me for, for who I am. I, I'm not perfect, okay? If you love me, you, 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 don't, you wouldn't want me to change. Well, we, we ought to love each other where, where we are at, but if you truly love someone, then, then you will love them enough to not let them stay where they're at and, and to want them to grow. So it's really easy to, to see bad behavior maybe in your, in your child or your teenager, something that, that ought to be corrected, a character flaw that needs to be addressed, and, and pass over it because you, you don't want to rock the boat. You, you don't want to push your, your, your child away, your teenager away. But if you truly love them, then, then you'll, you'll love them enough to not let them stay where they're at and push them to grow e even more and push them to, to grow even if that involves some, some correction and some instruction. 
when you do, when you do that, you're, you're just following the example of, of our Heavenly Father. Because in Hebrews it says, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. If, if, if God loved us, if we, if we, view, if we view our relationships with, with each other the same way that, that God views our relationship, then, then we're going to love each other enough to, to help each other grow and, and to, to help specifically for, for parents to help their kids to grow. If you love your children, then, then you'll, you'll instruct and, and chasten when it's needed. And instruction and, and correction is needed for, for growth. Instruction and correction. Not just all correction, but instruction, teaching as well. Kids, teens, if your parents love you, then at times you're, you're going to need to be corrected. You're probably corrected today even, most likely. The, the odds are high. Okay? But don't, don't think that they don't, they, they don't love you if, if they get on to you or, or if they correct you. They're doing it because they do love you, and, and that's, what, that's what they need to do. There were times when my, when my dad corrected me very hard, and, and it wasn't fun. I had some major consequences for, for things that I did, and I hated it. I, I, did, not want, I did not want to listen, but, but if I hadn't, I, I know 100% I'd, I'd sure that I would not be standing here today. Um, I, I, w- I know I would not be where I'm at right now if my dad had not corrected me at, at times where, where I really, really needed some correction, and I didn't want to listen especially as a teenager. When, when you're corrected, then respond in humility. Teenagers, don't, don't talk back, especially to your mom. Don't, don't stomp to your room. Don't roll your eyes. Accept the correction and, and respond in humility and, and learn from it. We're, we're going to get to some very specific reasons why here in a minute. A pastor says this often. Um, how, how you as a child respond to your parents and authorities right now will determine how you respond to God later. Parents, if you, if you let disrespect for your authority or, or other authority go right now, if you let that go, uh, then they'll treat God's authority the, the same way when they are older. Teens, don't, don't think it's going to be magically easier to respond to God when you move out of the house. It, it doesn't work that way. The, the consequences for not listening to God are a lot more severe than, than no Xbox or, or no phone for a week. Start the right habits now and, and submit to correction with a humble spirit, and God will reward you. So, so the principle that, that Solomon is trying to get across in, the, in this fir- first part of the verse is that, that parents ought to instruct and to correct, and when they do, then, then teens and, and kids alike have a responsibility to listen. He says, my son, listen, uh, hear the instruction of thy father. But the second, the second thing he says in that verse, it says, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Hey, the, the law is like a, a guidebook. It's a manual, it's a rule book, it's a roadmap for life. So if you want your children to, to reach a specific uh, destination, then you, you have to have some specific directions. If I wanted to just go south for, for Christmas, but I, I wasn't particular about where I, where I ended up, then I, I could just take um, a random highway that goes south and take any random exit that I want and, and just see where I end up. I don't like that kind of driving. Um, but if I want to get to my parents' house for Christmas, then I, I need to take 29 south, I need to take 75 south, I need to take 35 south, and, and so on and so forth. I have to take a specific directions to get to a specific destination. And there's a, there's a big difference in direction between wanting your child to, to be a, a good kid and one that, that loves and fears the Lord. That, that's an example of a believer. There are certain roads that you wouldn't let your kid take, your kids take. There are certain exits that you wouldn't let them get off on. There are certain things that you're not going to allow in your home. There are certain people that they wouldn't be able to hang out with. 
There are things that they won't be able to watch, to listen to, to say or wear. There, there are specific directions that, that you, you have to give, you have to give your, your child if, if you want them to reach your desired destination or the, really the, de- the destination that God wants for their life. If you want your children to be disciples of Jesus Christ, you're going to have to point them in a, in a specific, uh, in a certain way and give them specific de- uh, directions. Just like Zig Ziglar says, pastors mentioned this recently, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. If you aim at nothing, you'll, you'll hit it every time. Make sure that you're aiming your kids in, in the right direction and give them specific directions, and they'll at least be on the right path. But if you aim at nothing, if you don't have a desire, then they're, they're going to hit it every time. They'll, they'll, they'll hit that bar every time. Um, but that's, that's where you come in uh, as kids and teens. If, you're, if your parents are following the Lord, then they're trying to point you in the dire- right direction. If you're here tonight, they're, they're probably trying to point you in the right direction. And that's, that's why they make things, the things of God a priority. That's why you can't watch certain things. That's why you can't wear certain things. That's why you can't say certain things. They're, they're trying to point you in a direction that would please the Lord. This verse says that, that you need to be loyal to that. You need to be loyal to the direction that, that your parents are, are trying to point you. Don't take lightly the, the things that your parents are, are trying, to get you to, trying to get you to do, to raise you to do. When you graduate high school, you, you don't need to try and, and do uh, everything that, that your parents wouldn't let you do. That's dangerous. Uh, obviously, you, you won't do the exact same things that, that, your, that your parents did. You may not go to bed at 9 o'clock when you're, when you're out of the house and married. Okay, that's, that's not exactly what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying is that, that you should not stray from the biblical principles, the biblical standards, and the faithful attendance to church, the importance of a relationship with God. Don't let that go when you leave the house. Don't stray from that. If your parents are trying to point you in a certain direction, don't take it lightly. They're doing it for a reason. Some of your parents ha- have been down certain roads and made certain decisions and, and have consequences and, and regrets from, from those things. And they're trying to help you avoid those things. But so a lot of times we're, we're blind to it. And, and we, we just think they're, they're trying to get at us. They're, they're our enemy. They don't, want, they don't want what's best for us. That's not true. Be loyal to the path that your parents put you on and, and don't stray from it. So why, why is it important for, for parents to give instruction and, and direction to their kids? Correction. Kids and teens, why, why is it so important to, to listen to your parents, to take correction well, to be loyal to the direction that, that they put you in, the way they raise you? That comes in in verse 9. Okay, verse 9, it says, For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head. Okay, this is not talking about putting Christmas ornaments on your head. Okay, this, is, this means something different. Okay, an, an ornament of grace in the Bible uh, is like a garland or, or a crown. It, it would be something that, that you would receive for, for attaining victory. Like, like at the Olympics, you, you get a gold medal. Back then you'd get a, uh, a, a wreath. Okay, it, it, it's, like, it's something that, the, that would have great value, great worth. It, it would have great worth if you were to receive this this. Uh, this crown, this, this crown of grace, okay, this ornament of grace. When you listen to your parents, if you will humbly receive instruction and correction, you're, you're loyal to the path that they put you on, then you will have an ornament of grace. You will have a worth uh, attached to, to your life. You'll have a valuable life. You'll have a, a life full of meaning. It will lead you to the, to the right choices, to, to invest in the right things. 
I don't think any of us, adults or kids alike, would, would say that we, we would want our lives to be meaningless or, or to have no significant value or impact. No one would say that. But many times as, as kids, maybe you do this as, as a kid as well for, for your parents, kids and teens, we, we act that way. We act that way with our parents and, and respond that way. And, and it, it's, it's so, so dangerous because the opposite is true. When, when your parents are trying to instruct you and, and point you in a direction that would please the Lord, that would honor the Lord, and, and you don't listen to them, when you're not loyal to the direction that, that they're trying to point you, when you're not loyal to the way that they've raised you, then the, then the opposite is true. It will lead you to an unfulfilled life, a life that, that, that doesn't have a lot of meaning, a, an endless search for fulfillment, for contentment, a life of wrong choices, a life headed in the wrong direction. It's a life without the Lord. It's a life away from the Lord, away from God's design for you as, as a child. But if, you're, if your parents will follow the Lord's leading and they'll instruct you and direct you and you'll listen and you'll be loyal to that direction, you'll be set up for, for God to bless you. The Bible says all, all the way back at the, at the Ten Commandments that if you listen to your parents, your days will be long and, and that it'll be wealthy on, on the earth. Now, th this isn't a promise that you'll be guaranteed a long life if you just obey your parents. It's not exactly, exactly what it's getting at. I, I've had friends that I, I grew up with uh, that, that truly honored, I, I believe truly honored their parents who, who've passed away in the last couple of years. Though they didn't have a long life, they, they sure had an, an incredible impact on me. And, and it, it's not a guarantee of a certain quantity of years, but it's a certain quality, a certain quality about your life. Uh, you, you'll, you'll have the ability to impact others and, and have a quality. You'll have a meaning to your life. You, you'd make an impact that it would be worth something. So honoring your parents brings worth to your life. To, it brings value to your life. But it also brings protection. Look, look at the last part of that verse. It says, For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. A chain about, about thy neck would, would be what someone would wear to associate themselves with, with someone, with, with, a, with another person. In, in that day, when, when a king would, would or, or a master would, would give a task to someone, then he would also give them a, a chain with his signet on it, with, with the royal signet, something to identify that person with the king, meaning that wh wherever they would go, they would be associating themselves with, with the king, someone, someone that had more power than them. It, it, it protects um, uh, it, it would protect someone from, from harming them because if they hurt that person, they're hurting the king. If they mess with that person, they're, they're messing with the king. And thus, when they had that chain, when they had that signet, they, they would have the king's protection. So follow, follow, the, follow the thought here. When you listen, and, listen to and, and honor your parents, you're loyal to the direction that they, they put you on. It, it brings protection in your life. It protects you from, from people who would do you harm that, that you don't even see, from you making mistakes that, that would trip you up, and from regrets that you would feel your, your whole life. Boundaries, rules are, are, are never really fun. Okay? As a kid, you, you would never say, yes, I, I love going to bed at 8. As an adult, you would. I, I love going to bed at 8. But you don't really say that as a kid, right? Or, or oh, I just love not being able to watch this show or, or listen to what my friends are listening to. No, that, that's, it's not always fun. But it's for your protection and it's for your guidance. And when, when I was uh, in sixth or, or seventh grade, my brother uh, 
bought our first dog. We've never, we never really bought a dog uh, as, as kids. My, we, we just we got whatever was given to us, really. Uh, but my brother wanted to invest in, in this dog. And so he, he bought a, a basset hound named Floyd. And yes, it's like Floyd the Barber. That's, that's, what, that's what he was thinking of from the Andy Griffith Show. Um, boy, we don't have a lot of Andy Griffith Show fans, do we? Oh, that's sad. Okay, uh, so it's Floyd the, Bar- Floyd the Barber, Floyd the Basset Hound, okay? Uh, my parents weren't really inside dog people, and so they, they told Daniel that uh, he had to come up with a place to, to put Floyd outside, and um, so we didn't want him to be on a line all the time. It's not a life for a dog. And so Daniel and I put, a, put up, in, or not put up, I guess, put in a uh, in-ground electric fence. Uh, some, of you, some of you may have that for your dog. So you train him first with a, a beeping collar, and you, you put flags in the ground so he knows where the line is at, and, and you train him with this, and then uh, you, you start with a small shock so, so he knows where, where the fence is and, and where his boundaries are. So the, the reason we didn't just let him roam outside and, and let him roam free was uh, even though we lived in the country, our, our road had, had basically just gotten paved, and so people would fly down it, and they, they still do to, to this day. Um, and so we, we put up the fence to, to keep Floyd from, from getting hit by a car and getting out in the road and, and going places he didn't need to be. But Floyd did not like that fence at all. He did not like it at all. He, he soon started to see all the, the shiny trucks and uh, all the armadillos, the possums, the, the bunnies, all beyond his reach. And so he, he started to, to push the boundaries. And, and he, would, he would try and get as close to the fence as he could and barking at the mailman, all, all those things. And, and he, he hated the fence. That they kept him from all these seemingly better opportunities. And, and this, this more, um, it's more of a fun life for him, what, what he thought. But Floyd kept pushing and pushing until one day he, he found a, a weak spot in the fence. And, and he got out. He, he actually made it quite, quite a ways. He, he made it uh, all the way to the highway before, before it ended up getting hit by a car and, and losing his life. And uh, Pastor and I went in and found him and, and loaded him up. It was all while my brother was in college and my parents were gone. I'm pretty sure almost every one of our animals died while the Jets were watching us. That's not on them. That's on us. So you, you don't want to be reincarnated as a hardy animal. I'll tell you that. But the, the, the point is, um, kids, teenagers, your, your parents can do everything in their power to, to raise you to honor the Lord and, and to set up boundaries in, in your life. You can grow up in a great home with, with parents that love you and, and raise you in church. And yet, it's really easy to get to the point where, where you look out and you see all, all these seemingly better opportunities than, than the ones that you have right now. All these freedoms that, that other kids have. And, and you grow to resent the fences, the rules, the, the boundaries, and you, you leave the safety of, of the fence. You, you may feel like you, you've gotten freedom and, and that you've made it quite a ways, but it's going to catch up to you. You, you. you will make mistakes that you'll regret forever. There will be painful consequences, broken relationships. I, I know that, that, in, time, that in the times that I, I resented my parents' instruction and, and direction, and I, I chose my own way, that it led to some very poor choices on my part and to some, some uh, hurt relationships and, and bad consequences for me. And I think if you, you ask any adult in here, they, they'd echo the, the same sentiment. If you will humbly receive instruction and correction from your parents, if you're loyal to, to the path they set you on, it will bring you safety in your life. It will bring protection from, from the things that you don't even know are a threat. 
Floyd had no idea the cars would hurt him. He just wanted to chase him. He, he had no idea. If he had trusted his owner, he, he would have been okay. You, you may not see the danger right now. You, you may not know the exact reason why your parents are setting up those fences or, or those boundaries, keeping you from certain things. But if you listen, then you're going to pre- be protected from a lot of hurt and a lot of regret down the road. Parents, it's not always easy to, to train, to instruct, and, and to correct. It takes a, a lot of valuable time. It takes a lot of patience. It isn't fun to be the bad guy and say no. It isn't fun to be the bad guy and say no as a youth pastor. So I can't imagine what it's like as a parent. But, but without specific direction and, and specific instructions, correction, when, when a wrong turn is made, then you leave their kids on, you leave your kids on their own to, to find a direction that they want and the consequences that, that come with it. If you'll take the time to instruct and, and to correct, not, not to just settle for, for your kids being good kids, but raise them to be disciples, to love and, and to fear the Lord, to not just be a good Christian, but to be an example of the believer, then you'll set them up to, to have a life that has meaning, that has worth, a, a life that is protected from the regrets and, and the scars that come from a, a life away from the Lord. Kids, teens, again, it's not always fun to be corrected. It isn't. Being told what to do isn't always fun. All the rules and the standards don't always make sense at the moment. But if you will decide to honor your parents, to be loyal to the way that they're trying to raise you, to, to, to accept the, the, the God that, that they serve, and to be loyal to him, you'll have a life that has, that has meaning and worth. You'll have a life that is protected from a lot of hurt and regret. Let's stand for invitation. Let's stand. You can go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. Parents, have you gotten tired of, of all the correction? Are, are you settling for, for just good kids? Or, or are you striving to raise disciples? Don't, don't be weary in well-doing because there, there's great benefit and worth for your children if you don't give up. Teens, kids, have you been responding right towards your, towards your parents, having the right kind of spirit towards your correction and instruction? How's your spirit towards them? Are you starting to, to resent the fences that, that your parents have placed in your life? If so, let, let's get that right with the Lord tonight and, and get back to a life that the Lord can bless. Maybe tonight some parents need to pray together and get back on the same page. Some, some kids or teens, you need to go to your parents and ask forgiveness for, for the way you've treated them. Whatever you need to do, I'm going to pray, and then I'll, I'll give you a chance to respond to the Lord. God, again, we just want to thank you uh, for this principle in your word, and I, I just pray that you would help each one of us to come to grips with this, and um, I pray that you will uh, help some teenagers here uh, to get things right with their parents and to have, have a right spirit and to have a right spirit towards the, the things that their parents are trying to raise them to do. I pray that you'll give a, a renewed uh, vigor and spirit in, in parents to, uh, to raise their kids to be an example of the believer and not just settle for, for a good kid but a, uh, an example. And so whatever it is, God, tonight, I pray you just work in our hearts, help us to honor and glorify you in our response. In Jesus' name, amen.